0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Banner of Truth.
1: BAM!
0: (laughs) Banner of Truth is an evangelical and reformed nonprofit publishing house that puts out some of the best historical and modern works from the reformed tradition. Check them out at (laughs) banneroftruth.org. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What you doing, buddy? You know, uh, I'm doing... What am I doing? Like, what am I doing today? What's going on? What's new? Well, what's new? Well, uh, my son has a birthday party today. Elias. Elias, wait, Elias. So yeah. Elias has a yeah, birthday. Our party. our sons day. have the same name, Elias. Yeah, yeah, but you know, my Elias has a birthday party
0: today. Okay. And so, how old is Elias?
1: Elias is. Wait, actually, that's a good question. Oh my
0: god! Three. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm rounding up. Maybe he had to look it up on his phone.
1: I did. Uh, maybe, but you know, he's turning three today. He's all excited. You know, he went to bed. I was telling Joe earlier because Joe was saying that my kid is very self-centered and focused on himself.
0: Celebrating, celebrating himself. Today. Celebrating himself today, a little, but last night a as we were
1: going to bed and we were praying, he goes, you know, Daddy, I want to pray that everyone has fun and no one's sad.
0: Right. I was like, yeah. That sounds like Joel Osteen theology.
1: And then he was praying for popcorn.
0: Okay. spicy popcorn Ooh, spicy because he loves spicy popcorn i like that which tip. i knew
1: that and had already
0: ordered him sub
1: at uh... now
0: this looks like a big party because when we were in your car earlier you had to mm-hmm. give me a ride because i only have one car and jen needed it so you gave me a ride and in the back of your car there's a bunch of stuff and it looks like a cape like a costume cape or something
1: yeah it's gonna be uh star wars themed and so we've uh... got like there's 20 something kids coming and the adults we're gonna have a big bonfire we michelle bought like 500 glow sticks that's going to go all <laughs> around the yard. She bought a fog machine. I didn't realize. Wow. Did she buy sudden, it or
0: did she rent it? Bought it. Oh, she
1: bought awesome. some fog machine. And her plan is, you know, uh, for a young Jedi, they be, they're, they're first called a Padawan. Yeah. And so we're going to have this little ceremony where Elias becomes a Padawan. Oh. Everyone gets lightsabers. And then myself and a few other dads, I've already talked about it, uh, we get capes. And we're going to be, the fog machine is going to be over by us on the fence. And then the music's gonna blast like the Darth Vader theme,
0: and then we're gonna have this all-out war. She made a ship, so you're gonna get this on video, right? Mm -hmm. I want to see some of it, just like some little bits. I guess so. Yeah,
1: get somebody. I gotta get somebody to record it. I'll be yeah. Get somebody be standing around. Somebody be standing around. That sounds awesome, dude. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, gonna have a huge bonfire, everything going crazy. My wife really goes all out when it comes to
0: birthdays. Wow, man. Really? Which
1: is a huge contrast for when I was growing up, it would be like, <laughs> your dad would give you the remote control. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, son. My birthday was myself and my cousin, Bobby. Okay. Uh, and that's what, you know, we just got together. We watched movies or went to Chuck E. Cheese. I didn't have a lot of friends, I guess,
0: you know, well, just you and your cellmate, right? Uh, say it again. What? I couldn't hear what you said. You and your cellmate. Oh my <laughs> in the, <laughs> in the youth prison. Uh, <laughs>
1: So yeah, so we're really excited, and my, you know, my, my dad was even mentioned this morning just how like, we blessed we are, because Michelle yeah. is very much about this. She's very much yeah. like, I want to honor our kids and let them enjoy themselves for this day, and she tries That's to awesome, do it for everybody else. Man. You guys are good parents. I
0: love it. Well, she's better. Well, definitely. But I mean well, but, but definitely. Because yeah. obviously. She's... No, what do I you mean obviously? Like, because pretty... you don't know how old your kid is, and I know, she's he's... putting together the whole party. Come on. He's what did like... you build? What, he's... what did you build for the party? I cleaned up the backyard. Oh, with, I put with, up a I put up a light
1: help? fixture that my wife wanted. With help, you had, my, okay. My you, dad did your it. Dad I gave him the tools. Yeah, I gave him the tools, and I held this one okay. light bulb.
0: Man, you know what? I'm What excited? about you? What are well, you got going on? Look, I'm uh, I'm excited about a lot of things, but the thing I'm really pumped about right now, mm-hmm. our new sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> Banner <laughs> of Truth. What Banner of Truth, man? What? Now, Jimmy, say it again. How many calls did we have to make to get them to be our sponsor? Zero. Wait. Then how is that possible? How do we how, did? Well, because we are okay. Here's the thing: the Jofo,
1: yeah, is synonymous, right, with awesomeness. Okay, and so when people recognize, yeah, the Jofo is awesomeness. What do they do? They want to get all up on that awesomeness. Wait, they asked
0: us. They asked us. That's right. That <laughs> is it. So banner of truth. and we're very humble about it. Oh well, we're, we're we have str- to be. We're very, you know, we, awesomeness is corrupted if you're not humble. Exactly. So, a good thing we're humble in our awesomeness. Yeah. So praise we're the Lord. We're awesomely humble. Praise the Lord. Um. So here's the thing. Uh, we we have a man crush on Banner of Truth. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Banner of Truth. It's almost
1: as much as my man crush on the Denzel.
0: The Denzel. The though. The Denzel though is amazing. Close but number ba- two. But close number two. Uh, Denzel is a close number two. Yeah. To the Banner, Banner of Truth. Banner of Truth. Um. It, I mean, I what, I've been reading Banner of Truth uh, since shortly after my conversion, 26 years ago, and plus 50. <laughs> <laughs> and um, their books have easily the published books that I've read through Banner of Truth have had the biggest impact on me overall. Yeah. And so uh, this is a, a big thing. We're doing the biggest giveaway ever. Oh my gosh! It's like almost a thousand dollars worth of books. Nearly a thousand dollars. Not a thousand dollars worth of digital books
1: books a thousand dollars nearly a thousand dollars of in your
0: hands right books book sets and and these, these are complete sets yeah. okay here's what we're doing oh okay you ready gonna, for this we're gonna give away the complete works of john owen 16 volume fool Sixteen? now i got it right up there on my show that one right there um i want to buy it again because they're having a sale on it and it's cheap but we are going to give it away for free that's pretty. Thanks big, to man. Banner Truth, sixteen volumes, man. That's sixteen. Huge. That's huge. What else
1: are we giving away? Oh, here we go.
0: I, oh, the oh. sixteen isn't enough. You want you you're greedy? You think we, people... I, I think people want All more. Right, we'll give away the forty-eight volume set of the Puritan paperback series.
1: Oh my goodness! That's I like, got that last year, and like I love $500. it. Five hundred dollars. it. Yes, it was more than that, and I didn't buy it. I got it as a gift last year. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. You're <laughs> <laughs> my wife and my dad got
0: it for me and I love it. Those, I absolutely Those are some of the best things you're ever to Oh going my read. gosh. They really are. They're so they're just great. Um so there you go. Sixteen volumes of the complete works of Owen, forty eight mm-hmm. volumes of the Pearlton paperback series. Well But there's more though, Joe. Wait.
1: Yes, there is. Uh, there's that's more. You no, know, we've it, that's got the just...
0: four volume set of the collected writings of John Murray. All right, listen. John Murray, I read all of those volumes, when I was in uh, college, I would skip lunch and I would go. I loved them this much. I would go to the library and read them there. Wow, they are amazing. Four and and like the like that's hardcover, like the complete works of Owen are hardcover, and they're, they're they are bound and stitched and everything to last generations. So you got okay, so that's plenty, right? The complete works. Oh, of there's Owen. Still, hold on though.
1: What? There is one more set. Oh my gosh, it's getting one more set now because we Baptist. That's right. We got the three volume set, the complete or yeah, the Chuck works. Swindoll. What isn't he Baptist? We're going with the works of John Bunyan. Oh yeah, three volumes. Water baptism, no bar to communion.
0: What's up? Let's do it. All right. So here's the deal. I heard your thing just go okay, off. I don't Can mute you it. please turn it muted. muted? You it's do muted. this all the time, and muted. you make do fun it. of me for this. Okay. So um, we're, we're going to be doing this uh, this today, Monday kicks off the giveaway Mm -hmm. um we're going to be announcing the winner uh at the end of the week on friday uh december 2nd so uh if you want a chance to win one full collection Mm -hmm. of these works then you've got to do two things between monday the 28th that's today and thursday now uh step one sign up for our mailing list at doctrine and devotion now if you're already on the mailing list you're halfway there. You're good. Mm-hmm. And we will select one winner just from the mailing list. So, um, so there's one winner. Step two, share this giveaway on social media. Go all over the there place. There we go. Now, specifically, we're wanting you to do Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So if you will post uh, a link to our giveaway page, and the giveaway page is DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash d-d-b-o-t. Bam! And there's links in the show notes, so you can just go there. You don't have to remember all this. So link to that and use the hashtag. If you don't use the hashtag, you can't win. The hashtag d-d-b-o-t. Gotta have that. We can't find it if we don't have that hashtag. So uh, we will choose one winner from Facebook, one winner from Instagram, one winner from Twitter. That Mm -hmm. is for counting the mailing list. This is huge. I'm super pumped. I wish I could win. But you can't. You know what I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna no. I'm gonna share later what I'm gonna buy with my own money later uh, this this month from Band of Truth with the sale that they have going on. We'll talk about that later.
1: Alright, we'll talk about that one later. Uh so yeah, you've got you got four chances. Well actually you got more than that because you can you can sit there and post and repost and repost share it as many times as you want and repost and repost. I mean the last giveaway we did, there were some guys that were just every day
0: every two hours just got to hit it up get it up so you can't win more than once that's you, right you, you can only win one of these sets you're on facebook you, and, yeah. and you're not going to win the next set and the next set so we will um we're, we're looking forward to this so tweet it out facebook it all that stuff and you know banner of truth obviously we're going to talk about theology today
1: oh yeah absolutely um and you know what not just theology we're going to be talking about well, we're talking theology today, but right. we're setting up for your conversation with Doctor Jim Renahan. That's right. That's happening on Thursday, where you and Doctor Renahan discuss the doctrine of divine impassibility. I it's, wish I was there. Oh, it oh was so good. Oh my gosh, dude. I
0: wish I was there. It was. It was so good. He walked into. Um, he walked into the hotel room, and uh, and I knew that he drinks diet. No, no, Coke Zero. Okay. Because I saw him in downtown Wellington at like six in the morning going to the store just to go get a Coke Zero. <laughs> so when he comes into my, when he comes to my hotel room, I got glasses, I got the bucket of ice, I got Coke Zero for him. And uh, kind of put him at ease, get him in the zone. Yeah, yeah. And we had a great conversation Thursday. Look forward to that. It's going to be really, really good. Now, Jim Renahan, if you don't know who that is, uh, he is the dean and the professor of historical theology at the Institute of Reformed Baptist Studies, and that's at Westminster Seminary. In California, um, you know he's the theological beast, right? That he was also working to start a new
1: Reformed Baptist seminary yeah. in California.
0: Actually, it's in uh, Texas. They were they were looking at different locations, but yeah, it's going to be in in Texas. And they've got to jump through some hoops to make this happen. But this is a big deal. This would be a confessional Reformed Baptist seminary. It's going to be huge. So, um, so today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about theology in general, just theology and its importance and why we want to uh, why we push so hard for for doctrine in general.
1: So then, let's give an overarching idea. Then, what, how would you define theology?
0: Well, just basic, right? A lot of a lot of uh, theology books give you the sense that theology is the study of the doctrine of God. Um, or that it is uh, the science uh, of, the, of the study of God, or it's the knowledge of God. Um, now, the, the word theology comes from theos, meaning God, and logos, meaning word. It's, logos. It's, yeah, right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's God words. It's God talk. It's the articulation of the person and the work of God. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, this articulation of the truth of God is derived from Scripture, yeah so I think it's important to say that when we're talking about theology it's not just the study of the doctrine of God found in scripture, but it's the articulation or the rearticulation of these truths because theology is meant to be communicated yeah it's god talk right it's it's god words so it's it, it it's we're not done theologically until we are understanding and experiencing these truths and then communicating them to other that's basically how i think about theology so
1: then why are so many christians like they seem really disinterested in it they'll talk about like oh that's just so high and you know get off get out of the ivory tower and come back down into well, what real are you life about, like
0: the biggest section in all the christian bookstores is the theology section like it's like oh, hold huge. on but those are like it's, oh, huge. it's, it's, not. A huge, it's the hugest section that's the hugest section oh, yeah it's like it's like three rows three three aisles. rows it's and like you've three got aisles
1: three aisles oh, it's and, huge. well come on let's look at what books are on that theology section
0: uh, I'm kidding. I, I think it's usually like one shelf. That I okay, well, well,
1: well what books are on that shelf?
0: Well, um, yeah, I don't go to Christian bookstores. I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I, I. only go to Banner I, Truth. You, I go, Boom. I, <laughs> they, I, go to, I go. to Christian bookstores when I want some good scripture cookies or some what? testaments. Yeah, you know, that's why I go Wait, to that. Wait, is those. that a real thing? Testaments are a real thing, sure.
1: Why do we suck so much? Uh, why do we suck fall. so much the as fall
0: Christians? has ruined everything. Oh, my gosh. Now, listen, I mean, Christian bookstores... Uh, though There are some good Christian I'm sure bookstores. I'm there's great ones. It's not that. Ones.
1: It's just why, why be cheesy. It's just the cheesiness of it. That's yeah. all I'm trying to... Uh, all right, I don't like want to get on that because I'm going to start getting sad. So why, why,
0: why don't you think people are into it? Why do people... I mean, I know in my experience why people aren't into it. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it
1: is um, there's a lack of training, right? There's a lack of culture within the church to kind of help spur that on. And I think, you know... Theology can be hard in the sense where sure. you, you got to really process it. You got to really think through. It's not it's not something where you just read one thing and then you're done. Right. You know, you really you got to read and you got to reread and then you got to look at counter arguments. You got to look at the arguments for it or against it. You got to really process and chew over it right uh, and see how it connects to everything. And so it's not it's not cookie cutter. It's it's, hard, cut. it's, it's hard. hard work, I mean. And that's it, right? And so I think that's part of it is sometimes people are just not willing to to put in the yeah. work. And I think also maybe when I say not able, I'm saying they haven't been it hasn't been modeled for right. them or
0: they haven't been taught how to go through it. I think you're absolutely right. The many local churches, maybe most local churches, do not stress the importance of theology. Mm-hmm. They stress the importance of practicality and application. Exactly. Which we cannot arrive at apart from theology. Exactly. But they try to. Yeah. And in this in this desire, this longing, this burden to be relevant uh, they think they need to start with something else, and so I, I think that's true. I think people are disinterested in theology, um, because, maybe because, sometimes because, I'm trying to back this, yeah. pull this back a little bit, sometimes it's because they've been beaten up mm. by theologians. You know, it's like a uh, cage-stage Calvinist or whatever, but... If you are expe- if your ex- only experience, maybe your church hasn't really uh, emphasized this for you, so you don't really know. And then you encounter a, a, a theology zealot, you yeah. know, who is just ready to club people over the head. You encounter that, and you're like, "Well, I don't really want that. Exactly. That's, that's not that's not my thing." It, it, it can seem very um, impractical and abstract and philosophical, so they don't really know. But in reality, but, all we're talking about is. This understanding and articulation of the knowledge and the work of god and and if you, along with that though along with that I think there's people are afraid to be
1: wrong, no one wants to look like a heretic right like mm-hmm. no one wants to sound like a heretic and say right. something dumb and so if you don't create a safe space if you're that theology zealot that's always jumping down people's throats and be like i don't know if I would use that word that word yeah. you know it implies x, y and z, yeah you know um and so there's not grace there's not in, uh, mutual understanding. There's not this this sense of let me let's work alongside this together. So if you're that zealot that's just jumping down people's throats and then you complain that people are not seeking out these things more, it's probably because uh, you haven't created
0: a safe space for them. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I think with that, like people are. Like, I just don't know um, how. To, where to start? Mm. Yeah, like I, I, I. In fact, I hear this a lot from people. I hear that, well, okay, there's, there's so much out there. Um, how do I know, like, what book to pick up? There's, yeah. if there's dangerous theology out there and yes. good theology, and there's so many books. I don't even know where to begin. So if somebody comes to you and they say, "All right, you're saying it's important, but how, where? How do I know where to start?" Maybe they're not at our church, so that would yeah. be easy. We take them under our wing and we go, "Here's, here we go." Yeah. What would you tell people?
1: Well, I think. I would first actually say, have the conversation with your pastor, Mm -hmm. start there, you know, start there and say, Hey, you know, I, I want to, I want to, I want to grow more. Can, can you walk alongside me in this? Is there anything that you could recommend and maybe, you know, uh, and take a look at that, right? Like, I I guess I would start there because I think there's a danger sometimes. And I think that's where you get these, not really a zealot, a theology zealot, but just a theology bully. Theology jerk. Theology jerk Theology is when you tool.
0: try to go through this process alone, right? Because there's no there's no mentoring. That there, there's, there's nothing to counterbalance. There's no
1: iron sharpens iron. There, there's none right. of that. You're just doing it on your own, and who's gonna? You're not gonna tell yourself you're wrong, right? You know what I mean? You're gonna you're gonna say, yeah, I'm, I'm the greatest guy ever, you know. And so you gotta yeah. you need somebody else to kind of help walk alongside you, and
0: I think your pastor. Hopefully, so
1: yeah, is going to be the right spot. That, that right should be the first
0: place to go, right? He he should be able to guide you and protect you. But what if you go to your pastor? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the scenario. Um, right, you you be I'm your pastor. We're going to role play. All right, let's, let's, you, uh, I'm your pastor, and you are a young guy. You don't know where to start, but you've heard some really great, powerful things theologically, and yep. you want it, like you're coming to me because you want to know where to start. Okay, here we go. Are we really role playing? Oh, this? we're going to role play it, man. Let's do it. So weird. All right. Oh, excuse wait, me. Wait, you didn't knock. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? You got to knock. I'm in my office, man. Fine. Just a minute. You suck. <laughs> come on. I'm busy. All right. Come in.
1: Pastor Joe, thanks for taking the time to meet with me. That's right, man. I'm kind of in a time crunch. What's up? I've already <laughs> hated you. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right. Well, Pastor, you know, uh, I've really been thinking through some of these things, mm-hmm. and, and I really want to grow theologically. Is there any suge- He's looking at his watch. For those of you who can't see, all of you can't see, he's looking at his stu- Boy, I hate you. All right. I really would like to grow mm-hmm. in this area. Uh, is there anything you could recommend? Could we maybe get together once a week or, or once every other week for a discipleship time, and we can go through a work together?
0: All right. Well, um, you know, th- theology is really divisive. And um, I think the important thing as a Christian is to just really focus on loving Jesus. You know, I think that's probably going to keep you in a safe spot. I wouldn't want you to worry about it. I mean, I'm not much of a theologian, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, you know, I just you know focus on loving Jesus and you know read your Bible, and and that'll be plenty.
1: Do you have any suggestions then on uh, maybe some some theology works I can look at, or maybe some other people that you know, some other pastors, some other ministers that may be able yeah. to help walk alongside? I, I don't think you heard me. Um, no I I did hear you what I'm
0: telling you is uh, don't worry about that theology stuff Mm -hmm. Um, worry about loving Jesus just do that
1: yeah to help my 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 growth in in loving Jesus I would like to uh, be able to study theology more so if you've got some ideas so some Bible and so maybe someone that could kind of do you have any suggestions on people around us or maybe what what about the pastor at at Redeemer Fellowship down the road
0: look um, this is this is the kind of division that theology brings about (laughs) Okay, you're already talking about leaving the church because you're. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about
1: leaving the church, mm-hmm. uh, though. I hear over at Redeemer Fellowship, they uh, they have a heart for Christ and they well, drink bourbon. They and have smoke a face drugs.
0: for beards, yeah, and they. Uh, I don't know about a heart for Jesus, like I actually I've heard pastors say that before. I've heard pastors say, "Don't worry about the theology, mm-hmm. just love Jesus." I've heard pastors say, "I'm not much of a theologian," but I feel like that, that doesn't sound right because. We're all theologians. Just of course it is. It's, no, just, it's, it's just whether or
1: not we're a good one or not.
0: All right, here's the thing. If, you're, if you go to your pastor and you say, I need to grow in theology, tell me what to do. If your pastor's response is, don't worry about it, or I'm not much of a theologian, get the heck out of that church. That's crazy.
1: I was trying to be gracious. Yeah, well, you're different from me.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think talk to your pastor. That's one place to start. Um, you know, it, talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also, you know, some, some publishers that tend to put out some pretty good material. So Crossway, yeah. Crossway's pretty one. Up, much across the board, their material is is good. Banner of Truth, obviously, obviously. is going to have uh, amazing resources. So publishers, you can find certain publishers, or you may already know of certain authors. You're like, okay, this is an author that, I, that I've heard something from that I really resonate with, and so you can explore other titles to them. But your best bet is start with your pastor, start with your local yeah. church, and and go from there. This is really important. Yeah. Um, the reason, like, the reason it's so important has to do with the glory of God, doesn't it? Ultimately,
1: ultimately, because what we what we believe is going to affect how you know how we worship, and then also what we actually think of God and who He is and what He has done.
0: Right. Right. And
1: Absolutely. so you can't respond. You're going to respond. I, I don't know. I just you I'm going to leave it there. I think it's just more. Uh, it 's going to affect your view and your understanding of who God is and what he has done
0: yeah it it th- that's that is I think the bottom line truth so you can 't know God apart from theology that 's right um you can 't express or explain God apart from theology you can 't worship God apart from theology, and our it's it 's this knowledge of God that we have that uh, god uses to sanctify us right it's the knowledge of the truth so our growth in godliness i mean frequently doctrine is is equated with with godliness or at least it's Mm -hmm. related it's not equated but it's related to godliness throughout scripture um you know pastors in particular are are addressed to be theologians to to not neglect their responsibility to, um, like keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. That is the doctrine persist in this for by doing so you will save both yourself and your hearers. Our salvation is wrapped up in theology. Mm. And so in knowing God and in making God known necessitates theology. And that is leading to the, the reflection of the glory of God, the beauty of God in all of life. It's, it's critical. Um, so it relates to—I mean, it's important because it relates to the glory of God, and that breaks down into our worship. It breaks down into um, other areas of our lives, like like evangelism, right? Your, your, your understanding of God and the gospel will impact your evangelism. It will impact the way that you treat your wife. It will That's impact right. the way that you approach your work. All of that is related to theology. There is no part of life that isn't in some way related to theology. Even our recreation is related to theology.
1: So then what's the danger, then, of neglecting it if it's impacting— Every aspect of our life.
0: Well, I think one thing, we just read that verse, right? Um, from, um, from 1 Timothy 4. To keep a close watch on this. Persist in this. Because in doing so, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. Um, if we are not um, strong theologically, if we are not investing there, we will be weak. In our salvation now, that doesn't mean that we we won't be saved that we don't have uh, some knowledge of mm-hmm. Jesus and, and God and the gospel but it means that it will be underdeveloped and therefore our piety our our experiential walk with Jesus will be um, weaker as well as
1: well as during those times of trials and
0: temptations and struggles right absolutely I mean well, I think I've mentioned this before but when Jen and I were dating the very first thing I needed to establish was that we both believed that God was absolutely sovereign over all things, good and bad, because how you view that will determine how you view life's afflictions and sufferings, the loss of children, um, the loss of a job. And so, yeah, it it absolutely has an impact. What does it mean that God is good? What does it mean that God is unchangeable? All of those things will have a corresponding uh, impact on our experience of God, and so... And how we respond in the midst of that. Right, absolutely, because it... if there is deficiencies in doctrine I'm not the first to say this the, the deficiencies in doctrine uh relate to deficiencies in our piety um, there are going to be crush and the bigger the problem in our doctrine, the bigger the problem in our faith, the bigger yeah. our problem in I mean this is the thing like faith is not a leap into the unknown. Faith is reliance upon what God has said mm. what God has revealed, so we trust him, we trust his promises, so that means we have to have knowledge that's the theology and it the 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 better understanding that we have of God, his work, his ways, his plan of redemption, uh, the more enabled our faith is to really grow and be strong. So th- there's, there's an absolute connection there between our faith, our walk with Jesus, um, our experience of the Christian life, all of that is tied up in theology. So if we neglect it, we are essentially saying, well, I can, I can run this machine uh, without uh, without gas, or, mm. or I can run this machine without oil. Maybe that's a better, because after a while, it's just going to lock, it'll seize it's up. It's going
1: to seize up, yeah. yeah. So then what was the first theological book that you remember benefiting from?
0: The first theological book that I read. Okay, so when I was converted, okay, here's how it worked. I was reading the Bible a lot, and was being called a Calvinist, and I didn't know why. Because I didn't know what that was and didn't read any books. And then I read a Chuck Swindoll book. And and it was nice, but it didn't really have an impact on me. And then I read a John MacArthur book called Our Sufficiency in Christ. Mm. That was probably the first theological book that I read where afterwards I felt like, wow, after those 300 pages, I'm different those truths that he brought out of Scripture were making an impact on me. And then after that, it would be Charles Hodge's systematic theology. Oh, wow. What about you? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think something
1: similar, you know, um, was just reading the Bible, reading the Bible, reading the Bible, and then... You see the theology in it, right? I mean, you start to get excited. Exactly. And and then from there, started looking at, what was that book? Um, It was R.C. Sproul's book, uh, what is Reformed theology? Because oh, really? I started, yeah, because you know I was, I started to I was, I, you know I felt like I was, I didn't know that I was Reformed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like I did, I just as I was reading, I was just persuaded, and I was like, well, no, this is what the Bible says and everything, mm-hmm. and so um, people were starting to say, well, hold on, you know, you, they're just telling me you're not reading it right, yeah, you're not reading it right, you're not reading it right, um, and so then uh, one pastor who is Reformed. Uh, and I was talking with him because I was struggling with it because I couldn't go to my pastor about this stuff. Um, and he said, "Well, you might want to read this book." And so I started reading that and started to put and understand. Okay, well, hold on, this is this is where I'm at. Uh, and then from there, looked at Desiring God yeah. by by Piper, um, and just kind
0: of fell in love with the gospel all over again. Right, right. You know, and that's really the thing. Like theology isn't isn't really fully understood until we see how it relates to God's promises in Jesus. Yeah. And, and I, really, I really think that. I mean, even as it relates to things like omniscience and, and his omnipresence, I mean, all of these doctrines um, should draw us in to understand Christ better mm-hmm. and to help us to see the significance of his incarnation, of his substitutionary life and death and resurrection, That that in him... We are made right, and I, the, the, I think the, the danger is is it's easy for people. And we'll talk about this, but to to only focus on parts of doctrine and not see how it relates to the whole, the whole this whole biblical sort of theology that should make the difference.
1: But I think it should also then go further than that into worship mm-hmm. and and adoration. You know, I mean, if it's just, I feel like if theology just stays here in right. the head. Uh, and has an you're not impact in the heart, and that heart responds mm-hmm. in exaltation of of God,
0: right. and Christ,
1: and in the gospel. That I feel like it's we're, we've we've missed the point.
0: Yeah, it's 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 what um, the old Calvinists used to call experimental Calvinism mm. or experiential Calvinism, and it's just the idea that it's not enough to know these truths intellectually, but these truths, these doctrines, um, are inherently uh, able and designed to change us. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you know what the holiness of God is, if it doesn't humbling you before him, if you know what repentance is, but you aren't repenting. Yes. Uh, these things should be experienced at the deepest level, continually, in order for theology to really serve its, its proper function. And, you know, what you were saying about worship, it reminds me of that popular saying that the end of theology is doxology. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. So the end of theology, you know, the the study of God or the articulation of the truths of God found in scripture, the end of that is doxology, the praise of God, the worship of God. And really, um, when I look at my library, I'm I don't know how much, but a lot of it, maybe half, is Published by Banner of Truth.
1: Man, well, it's easy because Banner of Truth is one of the greatest, maybe the greatest publisher since the late 50s. Yeah. They're holding a... And you know what? Right now, they're holding a Christmas sale with up to 50% off. You're going to get at least 20% off and some items up to 50% off. And free shipping on orders over $50.
0: Free shipping for books is big. Huge. Because... Huge. Huge. that's because shipping books is wicked expensive. Oh it,
1: yeah, it's it's crazy. And so you know you can check the links in our show notes uh, at doctrinedevotion dot com. Yeah. And today, yeah, I think today we want to we want to be recommending the Thomas Watson gift set. Right.
0: They're all,
1: they're giving it away at twenty nine dollars. All well, that, three volumes. So
0: they're selling it. Huh? They're selling it, they're not giving it away. I feel like that's giving it away. It's Are you kidding me? Bucks. It's thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. That's that's like that's like two drinks it, at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving it away because 29 twenty nine for twenty
1: nine dollars. That's give, and free shipping. That's giving it. Well, away. Well, no,
0: you have to buy fifty dollars for that to qualify. Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> so, but here is listen. Like those books, uh, Body of Divinity, uh, Lord's Prayer, Ten yeah. Commandments. Like Jen and I read those out loud to each other. That's how awesome they are. Like these are great books. You got to get the gifts. That sounds like a wild date it. night, right there. Uh, it was. I'll tell you, going on twenty years. Going on twenty years. The start, started with Thomas Watson. It did. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tom. So, how can people if, if you know they, they want to start they're getting some advice like how do people grow in theology like what what do we do to grow in theology
1: well I think one you actually have to read mm-hmm. so you don't know, actually you know get a work and go through that work yeah with somebody right you know find one or two other people if you can get together with your pastor that would be even better and just kind of go through it and and just
0: start asking questions to each other yeah uh, yeah read the read, read first of all Without reading, you're not going to get any theology. It, now listen, some people cannot read, right? There are people that can't read. Yeah. It's all right. Audio Bibles, Yeah, it's no problem. And although they're not a sponsor this month, but Audible.com. Yeah. Audible.com. Right? AudibleTrial.com slash Doc and Devo. Yeah, something like that. So um, you can get audio books, audio Bibles. You can You can resource yourself this way, but like Jimmy was saying, um you don't just want to read these on your own because it's gonna raise a lot of questions. You're gonna be confused. Some of these words you're gonna I don't know what that means. Um And I mean think about it,
1: like you guys, your DG did this. Yeah. And uh you guys went through uh John Calvin's work, his institutes of the what was it? Christian religion. Christian yep. religion. Uh and you guys did that together.
0: Yeah, it, it we we stopped because I, I kept having to travel. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I'm done. I, want, I'm I done. okay, I want you to know I did not do that to set you up. No, I'm I did just not be know honest. that. Gonna, I know. I about halfway through.
1: All right, all right. So you guys are going to pick it up and get back into it, but it's just one of those Yeah, you yeah. want
0: it you want to you want to work through these things with people. You want to talk about it. Like yes. honestly, so much of my man, I would I mean so much, a huge percentage of my growth theologically happens in talking it out. So whether that's me sitting with Pastor Michael Beck in New Zealand in his in his study that he built outside of his house um talking about the sabbath uh like that like I have read tons of books on the sabbath but just talking it out and working it out with somebody who's sharper than you mm-hmm. are is really really helpful asking questions or talking to your peers who are so having the why, same That's why now I always feel have. bad
1: then. Cuz see I get I get to talk to you and get to talk to Pat
0: and you know you guys are sharper than I do I I see that I have, <laughs> and you guys get nothing from me, you play it up. No, no, no. We all sharpen each other here, and that's that's really the point. Um, you're going to grow in theology as you are first committed to the Word of God. You've got to be deeply invested in the Word. You can't be a theologian apart from Scripture. Yeah. So you, that's got to be your book. A theologian is a man or a woman of the book. Yes. And then you read other pastors and teachers— who articulate theology well and apply those truths of Scripture to you in ways that you can better understand. You want to talk about it uh, with other people. You can go to conferences. Go to a good theology conference. Yeah. There are tons of them these days. Um, and just, listen, get on the interwebs, and you can find out. Interwebs? Who, interwebs. You can get on the interwebs and find out, like, where are people going? Like, which one? Like, you've got online friends. If you're listening to a podcast, you've probably got online friends. Where are they going? What do they like? Go there. And then you get to sit under the preaching. You got your Bible in hand. And then yep. you fellowship with other believers and talk it all out. That's right. So I think those are, uh, those are some really good ways to grow. So then what's the real aim of theology? I think I think you already talked about it. I think it's the aim of theology is doxology. It is the worship of God. Um, it is knowing God and making God known. And so then I think on
1: the flip side of that, we get theology wrong when it's about puffing ourselves up Big time. and our status in the midst of other people.
0: Yeah, let's talk about how we get it wrong because that's that's really good, Jim. I, so if if it is all held in if we are just theology gluttons and yeah. if we are greedy theology gluttons we're not going to share it we're going to get puffed up we're going to get really big we're going to be theologically obese without ever exercising or um <laughs> that's what it is right without ever exercising without ever sharing without ever like engaging in community it's just a selfishness right right and so that's a really bad way of going with theology it's just you know and again you can some of you guys think like no man i'm engaging people all the time sitting at your computer and yelling at people on the internet with caps lock. Um, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Just sitting there having arguments online yeah. is not, you're not, you're not sharing anything. No, that's you're, you're, you're picking fights. Um, and you're talking to people in ways that you never would to their face because you're not really a man. Um, so <laughs> don't, don't do that. I have no tolerance for those people. <laughs> oh, uh, I know. I've seen you. I, I've had that. And then I meet him in person. They're like, Oh, hello there. I'm like yeah, we're yeah, know know. all intense on the internet. What's up? Huh. Anyway, Um, so that's one bad way. Another way that we get theology wrong um, is—I got a couple of ideas here. I think another way that um, we get theology wrong is—and I just want to state it uh, in a slightly different way—that if theology is not producing humility, it's definitely wrong. Calvinists uh, are sometimes known as being arrogant, proud, and pugnacious, oftentimes— uh, popularly they're, they're known as that. Now, listen, I know a, I know a lot of Calvinists, and most of them are, are humble, gracious, you know, passionate dudes and ladies, but they're not, uh, there are some people out there that have bigger platforms and bigger mouths, and they create a lot of this drama. So just to be really clear, uh, the more theologically robust your faith is, the more humble you will be, really. Mm. Otherwise, you're not getting the essence of theology. So theology Is wrong when we keep it to ourselves, when it isn't producing humility, and obviously theology is wrong when you get it wrong, like when you're, you can have bad doctrine, and here's the thing, everybody's got some bad doctrine. Oh yeah. Now, um, I've got some bad doctrine in me. I don't know where it is. It's there. But it's there, and I gotta, it's my job uh, to listen to others, to read the word, and to find deficiencies in my theology so I can correct them, and... Because none of us are perfect. Our faith isn't perfect. Um, We can always improve and clarify. And sometimes we have to just simply change our mind about something because we are getting it wrong. I've had to do that over my life at a number of key points where I thought one thing and now think another. And I've been persuaded by Scripture that these things are wrong. So Mm. I think that we need to be careful with um, how we approach theology. We should make sure that it's Bible first. We need to make sure that we are reading and listening to good people, but not on our own. We need to be engaging with other brothers and sisters who can help us. Now, if we're going to encourage people to get into theology, um, what are some of your favorite theological resources? I mean, first, a place that I like to start
1: at is um, I do like going to Banner of Truth Mm -hmm. and, you know, looking there, perusing there, seeing what some works are there. Uh, Burke systematic theology is there and I'll, and I'll grab it. Yeah. You know, I'll grab some there and I'll, I'll
0: start, I'll start there is where kind of where I go. Yeah. Any good systematic theology, check out Burkhoff. That's a really great one. And that's really just kind what of about, a uh, voice abstract. Yeah. So I, I would recommend if you really g- have a couple of good systematic theologies that are different. Um, I, I like to use a number of them because they help for not just perspectives, but even the way that they're presented. So for the Baptist stuff, Pick up uh, John Leland Dagg's Manual of Theology and Manual of Church Order, and pick up James Pettigrew Boyce's Abstract of Systematic Theology. Get Mm. those. Get Burkoff, of course. Yes. Um, And then you know, pick up like Horton's uh, Michael Horton's Systematic Theology. Um, Robert Louis Dabney's is interesting because it's it's more lecture style. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a Banner of Truth uh, publication as well. So. Um, Good systematic theology is going to help you deal with subjects and topics in a holistic kind of biblical framework. But to start, if you've never read systematic theology before and you want to start getting into that, my favorite recommendation is by a different voice, James Montgomery Boyce, the Presbyterian, in his book Foundations for the Christian Faith. It's kind of arranged and patterned after Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion. Super easily accessible biblical so fun. It's a it's a great read. That's, that's definitely a good place to start. Are there well, any websites people should be going to? Founders.org, man. Oh um, yeah. F- especially for the Baptists. Founders.org has tons of articles, journals, uh, books. Uh go there. That's a that's a great resource. Uh, Desiring God is a Desiring God. Word Collective. Word Collective, great articles there. Um Ligonier ministries yeah. that's not just online but uh and they've got some some future stuff coming that's going to be really good too. Nice. Um Ligonier's, Ligonier's one of my favorites. I yeah. think what Legonier has online is really really good. monergism.com yes. is a good web, is a good website to go to. Lots of articles and sermons that you can listen to. Um in in terms of of books, right? There's a, there's a, not just systematic theology, but there are other books too. Like some of your like you've mentioned Desiring God. Yeah. Um, one really helpful book that I think would clue people into the need for theology is to read Michael Horton's Christless Christianity. It's really good. Uh, it's an easy read, but it's it's an, it's exciting, it's convicting, and it shows you some of the dangers mm. um that that are out there. Any of those Puritan paperbacks are good. And there you go. Yeah. you could pick one based on the subject that That's uh, right. that you're interested in.
1: So, Joe, we got time. we do we have time? We got time for okay. one. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of mailbag here. This is from Austin. Uh, subject is Southern Baptist Seminary and alcohol use. Hey, guys. I love the show and just wanted to express thanks for all uh, so, so long of an email, dude. I love the show do you want me wanted, to read it or you got it? I got it. it. Right, come on. I love the show and just wanted to express thanks for all of the hard work you both put into making two episodes a week. Because Redeemer is a part of the SBC and you both consume alcohol slash enjoy cigars. I suppose this question could go to either of you. I had the desire to go to seminary and am currently serving as an intern on staff in my local church. It is affiliated with the SBC. and My pastors suggested that I apply to a Southern Baptist school for an MDiv in order to get a 50% discount. I've applied to New Orleans Baptist and had to sign a waiver stating that I would not drink alcohol as a student. My question is: Is it sinful to sign in this case? Check a box. Stating that I will not do this when I intend to enjoy alcohol occasionally My conscience isn't burdened because I like the two of you have come to the conclusion that alcohol is a blessing to be enjoyed responsibly by the Christian I just struggle with the idea of agreeing to the terms of the school without having the intention to keep it is this crazy Do you have sound advice for a young guy who wants to go to seminary? while serving the local body and without breaking the bank I love the show and thanks in advance for continuing to edify brothers and sisters everywhere with your shenanigans. All right. Um, you can uh you can um, the PSs. It's yeah. got like 10 PSs. it got 10 PS, PPS, PPPPS, pppppps, OPP. All right.
0: So, um Yeah, you know me. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to be real direct here, Austin. Um so hear my heart in this. I'm 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 not trying to I'm not trying to be um harsh, but I want to be direct. Um, if your conscience isn't bothered by you agreeing with the seminary, by saying to a seminary, I'm not going to drink alcohol, but you intend to drink alcohol, there is a problem. Yeah, there's a real problem. Um, your, your conscience has been desensitized then in a certain area because for you to give your word that you won't do something and then intentionally go and do it is flat-out sin. It dishonors Christ. Um, it, it, it's a mark on your testimony and it can lead to more sin in your life because now you've just willingly gone ahead and sinned, um, and by lying, and then you have, um, and done so without any real conviction about it. Well, that can become easier in turn. So here's the deal. There is no problem, there is no sin in enjoying in moderation uh, lawful things like uh, cigars and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Drunkenness and addiction, of course. That's a whole separate um, issue. Gluttony, uh, overuse. That is a sinful issue. So, um, when you go to a seminary that has different standards, regardless of why they hold those standards, you are making a choice. It's your decision. I'm going to go to the seminary. Nobody's making you. Um, And now, by signing up, you are agreeing to abide by their rules. Now, you may not like their rules. You may think their rules are stupid. Their rules may be stupid. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You've agreed. You've signed up. And so I would say it is extremely important that you do not go to a seminary where you cannot abide by their rules and meet their expectations. Um, and that I, goes to same whether you are on-site or off-site. Yeah, it's, they'll usually qualify. Usually if you're off-site, I don't know usually, but I know sometimes if you're outside, it doesn't matter. But if you're on campus, it matters. Yeah, like I think in this, in this case... Uh, does it? Yeah. Yeah, so if, uh, it, 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 it makes no difference. If you're saying I won't do it, then you can't do it. It doesn't matter if people know about it or not. Um, you I, know, Lord knows. Right. I went to Moody, and I could not smoke or drink while I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't. I was like, uh, okay. And I had, I had a roommate at one point who would smoke clothes because it was a tobacco Abstinence policy, not a clove policy. No. So we'd smoke cloves, and I, I would like, I was like, dude, that's seriously, man, you're, 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 you're still breaking the rule. Like, don't do that. Um, so you got to give it up. Then Jen and I, we, we graduated. Now my wife's from Germany, so like she grew up drinking beer. I think they put beer in her bottle or something. In Germany, they do it different. So uh, we didn't drink or smoke during uh, Bible college. Then we were going to go to seminary, and at the time, Southern did not have a policy regarding alcohol when we were accepted. Mm. So we went. And, uh, and we enjoyed some drinks that first summer, and then they changed the policy to an abstinence policy for alcohol. Oh. And, uh, and I chose that seminary rejoicing in the fact that there was no policy. They changed it. <laughs> now, I could have left and gone to RTS, but I chose to stay. Yeah. So I stopped drinking as a student at Southern Seminary. Um, so, yeah, listen, man, you're signing up. You're, you're doing it. So I would say hang it up for a time. Our church planters— um, yes, any yeah, of, all example. of our all good of our example. all of our interns, yep. residents, and church planters cannot drink alcohol. That's right. Uh, when they are receiving funds from the SBC, the North American Mission Board, whatever, and they honor it. They all honor it. Yeah. Yeah, Despite so, us making fun of them oh, during yeah. the process. Oh, totally. Yeah, we, we make we'll it sit there, We'll
1: sit we'll, there. We'll put two cups. Yeah. Put two cups. We'll pour them both. And we'll, oh, okay. I'll take care of that for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's your beer, Tim. And here's my beer. Now, you can't drink yours. So, so we'll, I guess yeah, I'll drink I'll, it. We'll, we'll take I'll, it right? I'll take care of it. Um, so listen, you, you just got to honor that. I think that's yeah. really, really important. It's a good question. A lot of people ask it. So you know, guard your heart and honor the Lord um, as you're looking at theological education. Big thanks to
1: Justin Bond of J. Bond Media, the audiovisual wizard of Doctrine and Devotion. If you've got any audio, video, or visual, what'd I say? Uh, if you've got any needs. Any needs at all. Any needs at all. Justin can take care of it. He's got this covered. Hey man, you got, so head, sore, on to back, Me- he <laughs> head on over to J. Bond Media.
0: He can do the massage.
1: Head on over to J. Bond Media. Eczema? But he no. can, he can clear up that eczema. He's, okay. jbonmedia.com right. you know, hit him up and, uh, he will take care of you. You can leave us an honest five-star review at iTunes or any other podcast platform. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at doc and Devo and on Facebook slash doctrine and devotion. You can leave us a comment with ideas, suggestions. Just head on over to doctrine, com. Click the contact us page. Finally, if this is edifying for you, if this is encouraging, if this is worthwhile, tell a
0: friend. Do that. Listen, Thursday, just a few oh days away. Goodness. I know it's hard. You got You're kind oh. of fasting between Monday, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday, interview with Doctor Jim Renahan. It's Boom. gonna be good. Hey, tweet him. Tweet him up. Like, yep. find him. It's. I think it's like at irbs underscore sixteen eighty nine. Tweet him up. Say hey, we're looking forward to the interview. It's gonna be good. We uh, look forward to dropping that fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Later.